Hello, Akaville Radio. Welcome to another episode of Talk Appella. I am one half of your host, Brian Alexander. Joining me as always is Alicia Edwards. Alicia, it's so good to hear from you. How are you doing today? I'm, you know, I'm okay. I, I had a late night. Oh boy. And I, I had this recurring nightmare that I was going to wake up 15 minutes into when this call was supposed to start. <laughs> Oh man, I think that's like the the natural fear for like performers and you know, just always late to something. Well, and the reason I was up late was because I was recording for my acapella crew. Oh, so you were having fun staying up late. I mean, oh, sure. <laughs> sure, you, you sound hesitant about that. I had to put that. on a whole face of makeup at like... Oh man. 11. Because oh, <laughs> so I was like, okay, I got, I'm ready to record this video things. finally. Oh wait, let me put on makeup mm-hmm. so I don't look dead. <laughs> Well, well, the question it begs the question: Did you you finish your recording? How did it turn out? Yeah, I finished it, and so I oh, nice. I have this big pet peeve where I don't like doing live stuff. So, like, I, I set up my camera and I sing to it. So, I think everyone else in my group has this just wonderful talent of being able to get it all in one take. Yeah, I do not have how many takes. I do not have that. Well, I <laughs> I recorded my track on Audacity. And there was one area where I was like, no, I got those notes totally wrong. And so what I really like about Audacity is I can go back and just re-record that segment and then just right. splice it together so it sounds like it's one track. And then I I looped that in. I guess I, com- I compiled that with everyone else's recordings that they had done. I stripped the audio from all the other videos that they posted. And mm-hmm. I made it sound like it all went together because, I mean, rhythmically and note-wise, it all sounded good. And then right. I took the video and I sang along to that. And then I combined what? my audio with that video. That sounds like a lot for like a late night. Yep, I I'm went like, to bed at like two. I don't know if the brain is meant to process all that stuff at, you know, however late you're staying up. But And I mean, I did have I did have a Diet Mountain Dew at like eight. So. Oh, okay. Perfect fuel then. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, my, my drink of choice. <laughs> right. No judgments there. You know. If you were judging me, I would be like, I don't I don't care. <laughs> I'm still gonna drink diet now. True story, right there. Like you, you would care. You wouldn't care either way. So I get it. Exactly. Well, awesome. awesome. Well, we have a great and wonderful guest joining us today, all the way from the United Kingdom. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm with you. I'm I'm very much with you there. Joining us is Georgia Blessed. Georgia, how are you doing today? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? We are doing wonderful, especially now that we're getting to speak with you. So that always makes the show fun. <laughs> I'm really, really happy to be here. I'm very excited. Awesome. So we're going to jump right into it. So Georgia... Well, no, no, before before we jump into it, I have to ask, mm-hmm. how okay. big, Georgia, is your range? Oh, <laughs> well... <laughs> It kind of de- it depends very much on the time of day. Okay. I was thinking that I'm I'm like the most soprano person there is in the world because I can't really sing anything lower than like an A below middle C. Like I really can't sing very low, <laughs> oh, which I think is weird because my speaking voice isn't it, it's not particularly high. I don't think so. I'd say like the top end is like maybe like a solid E six and then like a couple of notes above sometimes. Nice. But if it's like the morning, I can't sing like anything very low at all, <laughs> which oh is weird because I think that's the opposite. I think mo- most people, if you wake up, wake up can sing really low. Uh-huh. But I, yep, I just that's, can't. that's me. <laughs> well, I was, I was telling Brian, I was like, I want to know how big of a range she has because I was listening to your solo of Purple Rain and at the beginning of it, I was like, oh, she's probably an alto. And then you went so high and I was like, <laughs> nope, definitely not an alto. <laughs> it's always nice to get those surprises and videos just like, okay. I think I shared this with Brian. I, I, I'm i pretty sure I did earlier. 
But if I didn't, I'm, I mean, I'm just going to say it. I Oftentimes when I hear someone sing that high in soprano, I'm like, yeah. I mean, that's cool that they can hit that, but I don't want to listen to that very much. Yeah. But holy cow, when you sang those high notes, it was like butter. It was oh, so thank impressive. You. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, you're I know. Welcome. To be fair, I know exactly what you mean about I'm quite similar. And because I think because obviously I have quite a high range mm-hmm. and I know what you mean when it can sound a bit like screechy right, or, or right. something like that. So I, I really try to avoid that. So that's really good well, to hear. Well, <laughs> you do it incredibly well. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you. Yeah. My mind is still trying to process the comment you made about waking up and your voice is just already naturally at a higher point. <laughs> Versus, you know, the baritone in me is just like, well, I love waking up early and I can sing these super low notes. I can't imagine if I was to wake up and, you know, you know, sound like Michael Jackson or something in the morning. Well, I mean, be, yeah, I, I feel yeah. I can consistently hit an octave below middle C. Wow. But first thing in the morning when I wake up, I can go lower, which is so much fun. That is amazing. <laughs> I, sometimes I wish I could sing that low, but then I think, you know, the, the grass is always greener, isn't it? Right. <laughs> right. I'm like, I like singing up this high, so this, this yeah. works. <laughs> Well, great. So, Georgia, for for those who might not be as familiar with your work as we are, can you tell us a little bit about your background in music and specifically, how did you get involved in acapella? Sure. So, I got involved in acapella in my second year of uni. In my first year of uni, I was actually part of like a small gospel choir at university, um, and I also played in a lot of the orchestras. So, I, I played piano and flute and saxophone. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> singing wasn't it wasn't like a huge, <laughs> wasn't as big a part of my life as it was until um, I joined joined acapella in my second year and I was so lucky to join then because that was the year that we went on to win the ICCA UK uh-huh. semi-final and we mm-hmm. got to compete in New York and then the year after that we went on a UK tour and then the year after that we won the semi-final again which was great and that was the three years that I was in the group so oh my you went like full steam as soon as you got in you didn't like exactly yourself <laughs> or anything like I'm going for it exactly exactly <laughs> but yeah I mean it, it was absolutely incredible really really incredible three years and I've also done I've done quite a fair amount of like depth work. So I've sung with a group called Novi, who are a UK six piece group, and they competed in the open competition. Mm-hmm. I gotta ask, a, a what group? A, a UK group, sorry, a UK, UK six piece group called Novi. Okay. I was like, mm-hmm. I thought that maybe there was some slang in there that I, or not, not slang. You'll have to forgive <sighs> me if I do use slang because it's not like I'm from okay. London and I use all I the like. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm from the north of England, no, so there will is... definitely be some like weird words that you don't understand. <laughs> so I'll try and stray so, away from And so, that's what I'm curious about. Yeah. I'm curious about all the different ways of, you know, the lingo and the, the ways music is referred to. So this is wonderful. Well, this I will definitely let you know if I say something weird and I think, oh, I need to explain that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But no, they, so they a UK six-piece group and they competed in the open competition as well the same year the first year that I was in acapella so I got to compete with them at Carnegie Hall which is amazing and a couple of other UK groups I've done some work with as well and I also do quite a lot of like amateur musical theatre it's a lot of fun yeah yeah wow that is awesome I'm like you just kind of like gotten your acapella feel like since you've been in and And when you are famous one day I'm gonna be like I I interviewed her I interviewed her on a podcast (laughs) (laughs) well we'll see about that (laughs) and that's interesting that you bring up you know your work with Novi and you've also worked with other groups I know that you also you did some work with all the King's Men as well yeah yeah. Right. And so you you kind of worked with all these different groups. And I find that very interesting for you specifically. How is important is it to like work with other artists and, you know, kind of blend styles that are different from your own? Because I know it's really 
easy and comfortable for a musician to get with the group and you know do this one particular thing i think the wonderful thing about acapella is there's a so much collaboration there's so much working with other artists and exploring these different styles how important is doing something like that to your own personal development as an artist i think it's i think it's invaluable not only for personal development but also for group development as well like i remember specifically sort of working with novi and then coming back to acapella and sharing different warm-ups and different sort of techniques in order to help us sing in unison better and, and things like that so it's really really good to share different techniques uh, and things like that but yeah and especially for me just being able to sing with various different voices because i'm i'm quite a naturally loud singer so <laughs> i struggle with blend <laughs> quite a lot um yeah. so i think mm-hmm. the more people that you sing with the, the better you understand sort of what, what you're hearing around you and the, and the more you can try and fit in a little bit right and i think that's one of the the biggest things that i end up taking away from working with groups and and i think alicia can speak to this as well since we've sung in a group previously is that for a lot of new acapella singers or maybe people People just new to collective singing blend is such an invaluable tool at the end of the day you learn so much from being in these groups that really strengthens your your abilities it really strengthens the group's abilities and so i definitely understand where you're coming from you're, you're speaking on blend mm, yeah i think it's really important i think blend is more important than anything yeah really? yeah i mean you can like soloists are also so important to a piece but if the blend isn't there it doesn't matter how good your soloist is you're right yeah if the blend isn't there it's hard to sort of interpret the solo as, it, as right. it's meant to sound if, if there's a bit of a distraction in the background with with blend and things like that right. so yeah i agree i looked up a bunch of the aquapella videos and i was oh no there's was, a deep dark hole of aquapella videos <laughs> it was, i was just blown away it was so good and Oh. I, I was next to my husband and I'm like tapping in. I'm like, look at this. Look at this. This is so good. And he goes, they're a collegiate group. And I'm like, yes. Oh. <laughs> I was so impressed with what I was seeing. It was just such a joy to watch. And, and with that, I mean, you were in the group for a few years, um, but you've been a standout soloist in the collegiate scene from your time with Aquapella. And most recently, you won the 2020 CARA for Best Mixed Collegiate Solo. So congratulations. Yeah, Thank awesome. you. Can you tell us, are there any specific themes, a certain style or a source that you have generally focused on when you've been performing on stage? That's a good question. So I, I feel like I'm quite influenced by like various soul singers. So I love Aretha Franklin. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I try choice. and sort of channel. <laughs> I try and channel her a lot. So I'm from, mm-hmm. this is quite a funny story. I'm from um, a county in, in the UK called Yorkshire. And they used to call me Yorkshire Aretha, like where I grew up, because <laughs> it kind of, it's like a kind that's, of pun. <laughs> <that's awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a bit silly, but I think it's quite oh, funny. But yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I love I love Aretha. But mm-hmm. I suppose anyone with, with a big voice, like you were saying earlier, Alicia, anyone that has a big voice but can also, also has that control uh-huh. is, uh, yeah, I, I really sort of look up to people like that. But then also people with more reserved voices because I suppose, again, that's 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 not what I have and I try and work on my blend a little bit more. And But then I also take a lot of, nuances from from people that i sing with so members of the group so the md for aquabella who was md for the three years i was there erin she's from northern ireland and she like will never not sing in her own accent which is quite nice (laughs) whereas when i was growing up i would always sort of have quite an americanized style of of sort of pronouncing words when i'd sing so i've tried to sort of stay a bit truer to my roots without sounding like i'm really really from up north (laughs) (laughs) so yeah but i mean you know so i i 
I pick up various things from from big soul singers, but also just the people that I sing with as well. And that's interesting. And I don't know as much about the UK culture, especially in terms of music, but I'm, I'm sure it's filled with so many wonderful artists. I, I know that specifically there are a lot of big names that come out of there. But you mentioned growing up and listening to certain music and stuff. In terms of artists and musicians that have influenced your style, has a lot been from the American music scene? Or is there like a nice mix between artists from Europe and the UK as well that come to mind? Yeah, I think there is a nice mix, actually. Funnily enough, a lot of the music that I listen to growing up, or, or at least when I was quite small, was mainly from, like, from what my dad would listen to. So it's a lot of mm-hmm. British 80s pop and rock and, and, and glam and sort of prog rock and things like that. So the, <laughs> there's a band called, my favourite band is ELO, which is Electric Light Orchestra. They do Mr. Blue Sky. You oh, probably oh, know yeah. that one. Oh, yeah, great. great yeah, song. so they have loads and loads of amazing songs. And then, I mean, a, a, you know, big like 80s power ballads as well like even if that's not necessarily soul but big sort of powerful noise <laughs> which i love <laughs> but then again like also beyonce i know she's a big she's a big soul singer but influences them mm-hmm. from the us as well include beyonce i think she's incredible i mm-hmm. absolutely adore her <laughs> oh same um, same here it's always a constant battle that i well, not battle uh conversations i typically have with people it's this whole thing on beyonce and rihanna and the preferences there and stuff and so i always mm-hmm. find it interesting once we start talking about beyonce because i absolutely love her music yeah i think she's amazing so one of the things also since you being from the uk i think this is a some great insight for our, our listeners. We've had uh, some guests previously in the past, uh, one of them being the Swingle Singers before now the Swingles, and we got to speak a little bit about UK acapella. And I'm curious on your take, how would you describe the UK acapella scene? Because we're very familiar with the US style, and there's a lot of mix and variety there. But I also know that the UK kind of has its own personal style, it has its own personal feel. What what have you noticed from it? I suppose it's, it's quite hard to tell, because the experience that I have from US acapella is obviously you know coming to compete within the ICCAs but that's sort of quite a short process and then also watching <laughs> sing it on <laughs> that's, about, that's about all I have to compare oh wow but the UK acapella scene I think is just extremely extremely supportive which is really really nice because mm-hmm. probably like half my Facebook friends or, or people that I follow on Instagram are from you get acapella everyone if you're if you go to a competition someone will always host a big party that everyone is invited to and oh yeah those acapella parties man, yeah they can get wild mm-hmm. yeah they can but they mainly <laughs> stay quite friendly <laughs> <laughs> not too much drama some drama but you know <laughs> not as much as on sing it on right <laughs> i know it's terrible that's i don't I think have. i've ever been to like an after party from an acapella thing <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's so fun. So, so fun. We went out with another group from our school that competed at the same quarterfinal as us. Mm. Or no, at the same semifinal Mm -hmm. as us. And we like went out for ice cream. Nice. Oh, that, that sounds that's awesome. Nice and fun. I mean, that was about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, when I think of like the the parties and things, like two specific memories come to mind. It was there was a party after our first ICCA quarterfinal event, and that was we were on the road and we got we got to meet up with a few other groups, and it was your basic, you know. I think we there was a, a scheduled or pre planned hangout, but then the rest of us all went and did kind of like this house party thing, and then the parties after like an acapalooza, you know, where all these groups, and I don't know if they have acapellas out in the UK or not but basically just when all the school will host a big acapella show and groups from all over come and do a little showcase and then there was a big house party as well so sure. they were pretty interesting you know yeah. <laughs> that's kind of how I'll leave that one so you know. <laughs> they have fun they have fun right? 
Well, I know certainly in the um, in the southwest of England, which is where Aquapella are based, there's a concert every year called the Best of the Southwest, which is essentially okay. like every group from Bath. Well, the one group from Bath University, there's a few from Bristol, a few from Exeter and Cardiff, and then also sort of the surrounding area. And everyone comes and does like one like show-stopping song on stage, and then there's you know there's like a big party and, and a mixer, and it's really good because it normally happens at the beginning of the academic year, so it's good for oh, introducing okay. the new people to to everyone and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's super fun. Do you all end up, and I don't know if there's a lot of non-acapella people come, but do you normally find like this as a recruiting tool or do you find people that are interested in joining new groups that come to like these events or social settings? Well, I think unfortunately it's mainly acapella people that come to watch. Uh, okay, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, I suppose musical theatre because there's a big crossover. I don't know if this is the same in the US, but there's a huge crossover between musical theatre and acapella in the uk so it's like a lot of the you know acapella groups will have friends that are doing musicals so a lot of the musical theater audience ends up being acapella people and vice versa you know i don't i mean brian you've got a lot more experience than i do no i think our our thoughts about to be the same okay i was gonna say i i know a i know a couple people who have done acapella and musical theater but Mm -hmm. there's i don't think there's a ton of crossover really yeah yeah i don't think in the u.s it says at least not with the people i know Mm -hmm. well i'm like i don't know i've met quite a few people in acapella scene and i think a very small number typically are like have ties to music musical theater Mm -hmm. so that that's interesting wow yeah i mean about half of Bella would do musical theatre. Cool. Yeah. And I've, I've been to see musicals sort of around the Southwest. I've seen musicals in Bristol and in Exeter um, because I've had friends that are in the acapella scene that are in the musicals. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, there's quite a big crossover here. That's very cool. So is acapella widely accepted in the UK? I know like in the US... I think it got a lot bigger with Pitch Perfect when that came yeah, out. Um, sure. But I honestly, I don't know if it would be as big as it is now here if it weren't for that movie. Sure. But I'm curious as to what, like how, I guess how accepted it is mm. from, I guess, the community that's not involved in it. Yeah, exactly. I think the community that's not involved is slightly further behind at getting it <laughs> than, okay. the, I, I guess, maybe the American population that aren't involved. So, I mean, for instance, when Acapella won the semi-final in, in the first year that I was in the group, we sort of reached out to the university for funding and things like that. And it just didn't really seem like a very big deal to mm. them. To, you know, to go mm-hmm. over to sing on Broadway and, and record right. in the university and things like that. But I guess because the word sort of acapella is tied to it and, and we're all a bit behind over here. <laughs> so it didn't, you know, it didn't seem like as big a deal. But, you know, we, we sort of managed to convince them otherwise, which is good. And I guess the competition scene is, is just a lot smaller here as well. You know, there's fewer groups okay. and in the right. in we, mm-hmm. we, you know, obviously we only have one semifinal for the whole country, whereas there's like nine semifinals in the US, oh. which obviously the US has a huge population. <laughs> it's about proportional. <laughs> right, right. But, you know. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm grateful that we have multiple semifinals because when I competed, <laughs> I don't think we would have gone very far if the semifinal was the whole country. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it does mean, though, that we, we all feel very, very supportive of whoever wins because it's, oh, yeah. you know, we, we do kind of, I suppose in the acapella world, we do feel a bit like a, you know, a little island across the see that could that you know is really really sort of trying to make a dent in the acapella scene so it's you know it's such a privilege that even though we are a bit behind that we you know we get to send one incredible group to go and compete and you know we've done pretty well in the past like the tectonics who won a few years ago they're absolutely incredible Mm -hmm. they're still going they came third this year i believe or it might be third or second so yeah everyone everyone it's a really nice way of everyone coming together and really supporting the winner 
That's awesome. From at least from an online perspective, I feel like the UK scene is very, as you are saying, is very supportive of each other, especially in terms of competition. Not that the US is like acapella scene is like all cutthroat and it's everyone for themselves necessarily. <laughs> but I've, I've seen, uh, no, this like no offense. I've seen like the UK, they're a lot more willing to at least on social media to support the other groups and just kind of the tone just feels like more friendly in terms mm-hmm. of the competition scene than mm-hmm. the US at times. So I, I, it makes sense. That's what I'm trying to say. Can't help but laugh because I am very <laughs> cutthroat. <laughs> well, there are obviously some groups that are like that. No, no, but... I'm not saying my group was. Yeah. I'm saying I was. Oh, you you specifically. I am a but, very okay. competitive yeah. human being. <laughs> I think right. especially because it's quite hard for the, the winning UK group to raise enough money to get to mm. you know be able to travel transatlantic right. and come to New York. Then it kind of, it really does become like a full team effort to, That's you know, awesome. for all of us in the UK. It's, it, no, it's, it's absolutely amazing. It's a really, really nice and supportive scene. But I guess for example I hate I feel like I keep mentioning it I keep mentioning when we when we won the same final I'm not sure that was um, big and that's huge I mean, please I, keep I, mentioning I, it. I definitely but, think you should mention it because <laughs> it, that's a huge accomplishment I'll try and stick to one last time but <laughs> we had a fundraiser and there's quite a few groups and a big acapella scene in, in Cardiff at Cardiff University mm-hmm. and all the people from Cardiff acapella are angels sent from heaven like they're all just wonderful people I think they donated most of the proceeds from their end of year concert to our fundraiser Aww. like just as what? an example of one of the really nice things that, is that amazing it's really sweet yeah yeah they're wonderful wonderful people yeah I'm like see right there that's further proof I don't know if any of the US groups would have done that <laughs> yeah. not saying they aren't nice or anything but that's huge yeah it was really kind and just in terms of funding and also you mentioned earlier about the university support you know I will say that that's one of the common traits and uh, that we share and one of the big commonalities there is because there are so many hurdles for at least university acapella just to really make make its way and have the backing of, you know, an official organization like your university or Mm. some kind of other organization. So it's interesting to hear that that's still one of the many challenges that Mm. a lot of groups are facing is just buy in that, hey, what we're doing is it's contributing as a whole to something greater. That's really interesting. On that note, we do unfortunately have to take our first commercial break. Already? Uh, but we, yeah, already. I know <laughs> right. time flies here. But we do want to come back and keep continue to keep speaking with Georgia Blessed. And uh, we will do that right here on Tacapella. You may not know this, but Acaville is a nonprofit. We're a community-supported organization, and the way we keep our lights on and keep the music spinning is largely through memberships and contributions. So I encourage you to be a member of Acaville. Not only will you support everything that we're doing and supporting the community and bringing great music and features to you, but... There are some pretty killer member benefits out there as well. Head on over to Acaville.org. Check out the member benefits because we'd love to have you as a member of the Acaville community. And welcome back to Talk Appella. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> that was fantastic. Thank you. I don't know what part of America that is, though. I mean, that's just my middle <laughs> I, I was, so I was trying to decide. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, that's not West Coast or East Coast. Maybe it's a blend of I thought that all was fantastic. The I know. Yeah. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just right. musical theater American, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're performing on Tacapella. We get it now. I, get I it. love it. I love it. We are here with Georgia Blessett from the United Kingdom, and she brought us back in with a very, very impressive American accent, I might say. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it has just been such a great conversation. It's been very, I mean, I feel like I speak for both of us, Brian, when I say that this has been a very rewarding conversation. It's mm-hmm. been really fascinating to me to learn more about what acapella is like across the Atlantic. Yeah, it has been. It's been a very eye-opening for sure. Yeah, it's been very, very cool. So, Georgia, I kind of want to jump into a little bit about Ed Fringe, which is the world's largest art festival and takes place in Scotland. That is something that your collegiate group, Aquapella, has participated in. I'm curious as to how Aquapella is received in that kind of environment that's full of so much variety in the music and art scene. Hmm. Well, Edinburgh Fringe is, I'd say, maybe not even, I was going to say apart from competition, it's like the main event for UK acapella groups, but I think it probably does rank, well, maybe that's my opinion, but I love Fringe so, so much. It's so fun <laughs> because when, I suppose when you're doing ICCAs or we have a smattering of other very small competitions in the UK as well, mm-hmm. right. when you're doing something like that, you know, you're preparing like a 12 minute set or a 10 minute set and working on that for such a long time can you know get not tedious necessarily but it's it's always good to expand and have a oh, bigger yeah. repertoire so most acapella groups when they go to Ed Fringe they'll take um, like a 45 minute 50 minute show okay we do a show every single day most acapella groups go up for two weeks at a time although the sort of bigger more popular oh, wow. groups are like Out of the Blue and All the King's Men they'll do All the King's Men do about three weeks um, Out of the Blue do like the full month I don't know how you survive oh, doing the goodness. full month <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's absolutely crazy. But yeah, we, Aquapella, we always did the first two weeks of the Edinburgh Fringe. So that included the sort of the preview days at the beginning and then like 10 more shows. And essentially because you've got such a longer, you know, longer repertoire, more songs, so you have to find like a fun way of putting it together and possibly having a story or, or a message or something like that. And then because it's such a big deal, like every single acapella group in the UK does it. So you're, <laughs> you're sort of flying what? for a show and you have to make your show sound okay. totally different to everyone else's <laughs> acapella show. It's absolutely insane. But it but it's great because it means you also get, get to go and watch so much amazing acapella and all your friends are there and you meet amazing amazing people but yeah it's a crazy time it's crazy time (laughs) yeah so you mentioned that uh some groups will do you know like the whole three months i mean sorry not three months three weeks to a to a month for a Mm. show and i'm guessing this place uh where at french takes place is kind of it's pretty distant from where the University of Bath is located. And so are you guys there for like the entire time, like, I don't know, week, two weeks, just like living near this this location? Or how does that work out? Yeah, so it, it happens in August, but we break up from university at the end of May. So okay. we normally stay in Bath for two weeks after exams are finished and we do like a crash put like a crash course of putting the whole fringe show together for two weeks and it's it's like very intensive but really fun and then Mm -hmm. we go our separate ways for summer and then we all sort of reconvene in edinburgh like probably about three days before our first show and then you know we have tech and dress Mm -hmm. and then the show that's awesome yeah it's super fun it's very intensive but it is really nice because that's just when you start to sort of really miss each other and then you come back (laughs) and it's like now we've got to remember that show that we put together two months ago right (laughs) hope for the best and we always get like an airbnb or like a flat that ideally we can all stay in or sometimes we've had two flats where you know we split the group but it's really fun because it it is kind of like it's it's like a working holiday um so you you know we get up pretty early um and they have various sort of stages on on the mile on the royal mile which is like a famous street in edinburgh 
um, okay. where most people do their flyering and put up posters and they have three sort of standing stages and you can you can go on and, and sort of do 20 minutes of singing to try and plug your show so we do that like all morning up until the show and sometimes we have um, I think one year we had a show at three but last year our show was at about five so we were like flying from like 10 to 5 every single day and then we do the show and then it's like exhale <laughs> but then because you're there you don't want to like you're always like oh I'm quite tired I should probably get home but you want to make the most of, of being there and right so you, you want to stay up and see like everything yeah right. see every show that exists because there's something mm-hmm. silly like 10,000 shows or something like that it's, it's what? absolutely incredible yeah I mean if, if you you know if, if you ever get the chance I definitely definitely recommend to go um, I really want visit, to go <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm planning my next trip to Scotland after all this is over, <laughs> for sure. Honestly, it's, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, and I don't know about you, Alicia, but like, I'm like absolutely jealous because I can't think of anything the U.S. has that compares to this. Uh... And I'm mean, just in terms of like, this is like, as, as Georgia mentioned, you know, it not only is it like an escape from competition, but mm-hmm. this is like living like the artist's dream. Like, oh, yeah. You know, putting on yeah, a whole no, that... show for weeks and stuff and doing a cappella and preparing an entire I'm show. I'm thinking that... of like big music festivals. I don't know of anything as it relates to like a cappella can be associated oh, yeah. with yeah. in terms of like this. Because we have like, you know, the big music fest like Coachella's and. Right. And I'm thinking of like Austin City Limits. Stuff. Yeah. And that too. Yeah. And yeah, I guess, I guess some groups before. I've seen. A, you know semi-pro groups perform at that i've never seen like college groups yeah yeah no, that's true that. well you get i mean you get college groups high school groups um i mean you get you get sort of plays and dramas by really you know young groups of performers or, or young dance troops and, and things like that mm-hmm. um oh, true. and it's wow. it's just such a crazy crazy selection of, of people and, and themes like I, yeah, I, I think I agree. It's probably like nothing else. Yeah, that's particularly I mean, that's the the acapella so cool. people can get involved in. Yeah, it's really cool. What was your favorite memory? Do you have a favorite memory oh. from all the years that you did at French at all? That is a really good question. <laughs> we always do such such silly things. There's so many sort of silly little. Um, memories oh, that we please have, do but... share please share i was gonna say i can tell there are some memories based on yes. her reaction to that question <laughs> yeah well we used to play this game called assassins where oh, you'd yeah. get assigned an item and a location and another person and you had to sort of like assassinate or murder that person in that location by giving them the item so we would like jumble up our names like randomly and and mm-hmm. you have to like unsuspectingly give someone a mug in the performance venue or whatever <laughs> <laughs> and i remember on, on like our last show it was just me and, and Erin, who i mentioned earlier the, the musical director uh-huh mm-hmm. and she had this cunning plan so she had to give me like a hairpin or a bobby pin i think you call it in the u.s uh-huh mm-hmm. and i always carry bobby pins with me or at least i do at fringe because i get really hot under this huge amount of hair <laughs> um, <laughs> on stage and stuff so she asked me before the show when we were in the dressing room could i could i borrow a, a hairpin just for my hair and she was then mm-hmm. going to give it back to me at the end of the show because she had to give it to me in the lobby of the venue. So she couldn't have given it back to me then because it wouldn't have counted. But then I also <laughs> had to kill her by giving her one of our like venue passes also in, like, in the lobby area. So we got upstairs at the end of the show and she's about to return the bobby pin and I just sort of slipped slip my id into her hand and because she does she's completely unsuspecting because she's about to kill me and then i just sort of like go and all, i won this is amazing <laughs> nice oh, twist really that, that really worked fun. out wonderfully <laughs> yeah i was so lucky because if you know if i hadn't have figured out that she was doing that then that would have been the end of me so i'm like i just discovered a new game that i need to play this is this sounds fun it's really fun yeah 
<laughs> Man, I'm like, we, we clearly didn't play enough cool games clearly or we did not. do enough social <laughs> things when we were out traveling and performing. Man, I'm jealous once again. <laughs> once again. <laughs> well, I'm just like, I keep hearing another thing. I'm just like, okay, I didn't like we, live we my didn't, acapella yeah, we experience did not. to the fullest. What were we were clearly lacking in our collegiate acapella yeah. experience? <laughs> exactly. I think maybe it's maybe it's just acapella. We love like organized fun. We love games. <laughs> it might be yeah. just us. I'm like, you guys seem like you're just like a fun group in general. So, it, so. so I, I mean, oh. can I like travel back in time and just move out there and go to college there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, you guys, you could take your group to the Edinburgh Fringe, hundred percent. Do they accept like groups from just like all over the world? Is that yeah, what it is? yeah, yeah, yeah? I mean, we were on after like like a Korean drama sort of interpretive dance show once, like in this like in the same venue, and then ten minutes later, it was like here's an acapella show. It's just <laughs> you, honestly, you could you could say something, and it's probably the title of a Fringe show. You could say like any mixture of words, <laughs> and it's probably the title of a Fringe show. Wow. There was a friend, there was one that was, it got excellent reviews and it was called something like man dressed in a gorilla suit <laughs> does nothing for an what? hour or something like that. He just stood there for an hour? <laughs> yeah, I think he, he comes on and then like sits in a chair, which sounds sounds terrible, but apparently people get really into it. So if he sort of like, mm-hmm. if the gorilla guy does, if he like, I don't know, like scratches his face, people go insane. They think, oh my goodness. <laughs> like, I didn't he's see doing it. something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't see it, but um, oh. yeah, a couple of my friends said it was really funny. Okay, I, I'm about to go have to do like a deep dive of all these different Ed Friend shows mm-hmm. that I need to see, and, and then see there's videos. Share with me what you find, and then if I come okay. across anything, I'll do I'll do the same. <laughs> we'll do perfect. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thank you for that. Just like knowledge on Ed Friend, I, I didn't know enough about it, and now I'm like I'm planning a trip there at some point. Definitely, I feel like <laughs> I would be terrified to perform at something like that, but I want to go and watch and experience yeah yeah and you can go you can go for like one day and see 10 shows like sh- some shows are on at like eight o'clock in the morning wow. until through to like two o'clock in the morning so yeah my goodness <laughs> all right done you sold us on it right <laughs> let's go awesome so now that we've gotten a little bit of insight about that there is there is another thing I, if i could switch gears a little bit because we've recently as well as just there's there's been a lot of conversation in the acapella world about you know diversifying groups bringing you know different styles bringing different types of membership just making sure you're being really an, an inclusive performing group at the end of the day and I'm, I'm curious as to your thoughts on it as someone from the uk scene because one of the things when we were reaching out to you to come on the show you know we heard this term bame before and mm. that was new that's new to me for sure and i found out you know it's a term used to refer to like people of color in the uk and it seems to like also have like various opinions on you know when it's being used in cultural discussions so i'm curious just to kind of help us understand a little bit more you know what does this term mean to you and what does it signify especially as someone who refers to themselves as a bame do you feel that there is a positive aspect and like understanding culture and bringing attention to groups you know when you're using this term i suppose it's quite quite a strange question because i don't i don't necessarily use it very often Okay. I suppose it's, I guess you guys would have a similar, is it something, you know, you guys use POC or, or something, something POC? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm totally sure. It was like a similar. Mm-hmm. I guess we use that in the same way, um, in the same way as you guys. And I guess, again, it's used a lot more in the in the current climate with sort of everything that's going on, particularly in the US, but it's almost sparked uh, 
sort of a new uh, movement in the UK as well. Um, I think a lot of a lot of people over here think that it's you know it's it's very much a, an American problem, which which it, it really really isn't. So right. I suppose I you know I, I haven't necessarily felt the need to almost use that word very often in my life. I've I've probably heard it more recently in a similar way to to you guys, I guess. Oh okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I suppose I I mean I've always known what it's meant, but it's I suppose I don't necessarily tie anything particularly positive or negative to it i guess it's just it's just yeah similar to us because like i've you know obviously person the term just like person of color is something that's big and growing now but growing mm. up you know i i was in those communities and you know it's nothing that we were just like hey i'm labeling myself as this is just it's mm. there but it right. wasn't heavily discussed right. yeah sure sure exactly so maybe i'm, I'm curious in the, if we could kind of tie it into the acapella community because we've had conversations on diversity in acapella we even we've done a previous show about diversity and we had um, a previous segment host on her name was Amanda Tran and we had this really in-depth discussion on just our own unique experiences as it relates to acapella what are your thoughts about you know representation in acapella is it happening at a I guess appropriate rate or I guess do you see a lot of it in the UK scene as someone you know that might be might label themselves as a diverse member or you know personal color at all well i think again in the uk this is an area where we are further behind than the us i would say if i mm -hmm. you know if i go and watch the most famous us groups it does seem that people of color um or, or i guess non-white people are more proportionally represented particularly yeah definitely in, in in us groups in the uk acapella as well as sort of musical theater i guess is sometimes regarded by some people to be quite a you know quite a white thing yeah <laughs> which is a, which is a bit disappointing <laughs> yeah because it's extremely fun it's hard for me to understand and explain very well because a lot of the well the bath population even not even necessarily the student population the bath population is very white mm -hmm. so with regards to sort of my own group um or the group i used to be in i was certainly the only person of, of um with sort of black history or you know with uh, so i'm mixed black uh, African and Caribbean and okay. half sort of white British. So I was certainly the only person to have black heritage. But then I think that that's not an issue with, with the group. I think that's unfortunately an issue with potentially a deeper issue with Bath University and, 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 and what, right. what, you know, what certain universities can be doing to with outreach and, and, and trying to make sure that, that there is a more mm -hmm. diverse representation in the student body. But sometimes it can then feel quite strange for me to be be sort of thinking about that because obviously i'm also half white so sometimes mm -hmm. particularly i suppose in in, in my group or, or I, I mean i grew up in a, a very white school and i've you know I've had, <laughs> sort of had very white friends <laughs> <laughs> just just based on sort of where where i've grown up so you know a lot of people have, have approached me in the past couple of weeks and said how do you feel about this and how do you feel about this and and it almost yeah. it can sometimes be quite difficult to explain because i also i'm very lucky to, to that i haven't really ever experienced much sort of personal racism particularly in you know in the mm -hmm. acapella scene or anything like that well and that's great yeah yeah which is which is great and i mean there are plenty of di diverse groups out there in the uk but i do think it is it's certainly less diverse than you know watching say pitch slapped for example mm -hmm. from berkeley like that you know from on first glance is sort of a very diverse group and I'd, I'd say that we don't have a group in the uk that has that kind of diversity unfortunately but whether yeah. that's an issue with the acapella community or whether that's an issue with certain universities and and, and their outreach I'm, I'm unsure it makes perfect sense and uh, and alicia you know i'm curious to your thoughts as well but to me i'm, I'm listening to this and it, it sounds like for the most part 
the acapella scene that you've been exposed to has been very inclusive, been very welcoming and inviting. But there, the bigger thing is that, you know, it's not that the, the groups are really struggling with it, but maybe, you know, the, the system in which the groups thrive and, you know, are organized. That's where the, the bigger issue is in terms of having more appeal to bring in diversity, you know, from the, the university. Because I, I look at it, to me, my love of acapella started in high school and I went to a predominantly white high school at the end of the day. And that's, but that's where I kind of picked up on it. And, you know, I was naturally drawn. We, we discussed this in our last show. Uh, one of my favorite groups is a group called On the Rocks from the University of Oregon. Their history, historically, they've been a predominantly white male acapella group. And that's just something, you know, I didn't like, I wasn't really looking at their makeup when it came to my interest. It was just, you know, I was more in love with their skill and, and, you know, what their art at the end of the day. But as I transitioned into a university that had more representation of all these different cultures, all these different people, I started to pay more attention just because I was the only person of color in my group for the first, I think, three years. And so it wasn't a problem necessarily, but there was more, I guess, we could do to kind of mix things up a little bit. But it also depends on you're working with what you have. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. I think it's it's also, well, I, I'd say partly, but I potentially mostly due to a systemic issue in that people of colour and, and particularly black people, particularly in the UK, are disproportionately poor, poorer than mm. white people in the UK. So whether that's that can have a huge influence on whether you can afford music lessons and then take an interest in music and then, you know, go on to university without having that sort of foundation of those opportunities that you've been exposed to. And, if you know, certainly if I wasn't exposed to um, music as much as I was when I was younger. So my mum, who yeah, her parents are, well, my mum's mum's Caribbean and my mum's dad is from Africa. Okay. So that's sort of where my, my black heritage comes from. She didn't have any sort of music lessons or anything like that when she was a kid and she always wanted to. So she's, I think she sort of lived that vicariously through me, which I'm eternally grateful for. <laughs> um, <laughs> because, you know, it meant that I was exposed to, I, I got really, really excellent piano lessons. Mm-hmm. I also learned, mm-hmm. I learned to play the flute and I was encouraged to do music GCSE and a drama GCSE. So that, mm-hmm. sorry, they're the, exams that we do in the UK between the ages of sort of 13 and 16 and I did music A level as well you know I was really encouraged to do that and maybe I wouldn't have done music A level if I hadn't have had the piano lessons when I was younger yeah that's a good point so and I think it sort of ties into the and I I might be getting a little bit too serious here but tying into the you know the the sort of issue with police brutality in the UK in the US sorry where uh, you know a lot of people will say well it black on black crimes are extremely extremely high and I think the unfortunate thing there is that black people are disproportionately killed by poor people and black people are disproportionately poor that that's Mm -hmm. a huge issue Mm -hmm. and I think that's I suppose there's an example that you can (laughs) sort of compare that's, that's probably slightly more relevant but if you can sort of take that idea and think maybe that's why we don't have as many people of colour or, or, or BAME people in the UK that aren't yeah. aren't in acapella groups <laughs> because they weren't exposed, you know, right, as much right. as much as a child, which again sounds like a huge a huge analogy for, for quite, you know, a comparatively small thing, but I suppose it's a, no. It's, it's re- there's re- relevance there. No, mm. I get it. No. Well, and I'm thinking of my experience in acapella, and I went to I went to Brigham Young University in, in Provo, Utah, and I am thinking about like how many people of color or persons of color POC I saw in any mm. of the collegiate acapella groups at my mm. school, and like I was the first. I was the first Asian in my acapella group in its history. And now that I'm saying that, I totally 
remembered that one of the other gals in the group with me is a quarter Filipino. So there were two of us. And then the year Hmm. after they had a gal who was half Japanese. And I I don't think they've had anyone of Asian descent in the group since then. Before I was in the group, they had a gal who was Polynesian. And then now they've got a gal in the group who's Hawaiian. But and, and when I was in the group, we also had a gal who was Hispanic or Latina, but I'm thinking since then or in the group's history ever, I don't know that Noteworthy has ever had anyone black in the group. Hmm. And then mm-hmm. I, I'm also thinking of Vocal Point because I mean, those are the two groups that are most well known from my school. I feel like Vocal Point had their very first person of color in the group last year. Actually, there was one, I do remember seeing uh, one African American okay. a few videos a oh, few years okay, ago. Okay. I, I don't remember that, but I think he was in a group for like less than a year because. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's interesting when I when I attach myself and latch onto a group, I like do deep dives <laughs> and I try and find every video about them. And so I think I remember seeing a few videos. Yeah, but of- I mean BYU. I mean BYU does have like they have a lot of international students. Like a, they have mm-hmm. a, a proportion of it, but I mean seeing a person of color on campus was still fairly rare outside of the international student base. Like, I mean, I mean, the black and Asian population of the student body, at least when I went there, was very low. I think it it goes back to what you were saying, Georgia, with the outreach from the university. Can they do a better mm-hmm. job of, I guess, making an effort to mm-hmm. bring in a more diverse student base? Yeah, I think a lot of the talk that's going around at the moment is about sort of checking yourself. And mm-hmm. Alicia, almost what you've done there is, is check yourself. And you, you sort of thought, actually, the more I think about it, there, there is a disproportionate representation of, you know, of, right. um, of black people in acapella. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, it's all well and good checking ourselves, but it's, it's difficult to pin the blame on acapella groups when I think oh, it's, yeah. it's certainly yeah. part, it's it's certainly part of a, a... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the, for example, you know, that video that's sort of gone around with the celebrities that have been taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's great. That's, you know, that's, the, it, I'm sure it, I'm sure it's well-intended. But, yeah, and then checking yourself is is very very important. Mm-hmm. I you know I check myself. It, it is very very important. But I think because it's it's all part of you know a, a bigger systemic issue. And as much mm-hmm. as we can check ourselves and and we can talk about it on a podcast, it's it, it really is down to those people that have that have the influence and and, and that aren't doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. Particularly right. in in the UK with the Conservative government at the moment, numerous numerous sort of inquiries have gone into the, why there is such a disproportionate amount of people of colour and, and and minorities in the MPs or you know have positions in government. And under the Conservative government, none of them have been acted upon. Mm-hmm. And I, it's difficult to to sort of listen to to our Prime Minister say that you know we we are doing our best to tackle racism in the country and and this is a huge issue and we feel very strongly about it when there's things that can be done that aren't being done. Right, right. Things at a you know at a, a more local level, more individual level for sure. And and the whole reason all these thoughts come to mind because I've seen so much chatter online about you know groups feeling like you know what are we doing are we mm-hmm. addressing enough are we doing all this mm-hmm. and I think it's fair what both of you are saying is just like no there's a there's a bigger issue at play here for sure and I think mm-hmm. what the good thing is in terms of at least acapella we are becoming more aware of it at yes. the very least right. yeah um, definitely and I think it, it's important to, like you were saying, Georgia, check yourself. Because mm-hmm. the acapella community, even though, I mean, it seems to be a, a issue that's that's greater than acapella, I don't think that absolves acapella groups from 
doing their part. Sure, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, d- I do agree. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of one of my friends um, who used to be in the Bristol Suspensions, which is a, an absolutely incredible UK group. If you haven't listened to the Bristol Suspensions, make sure you do. They're absolutely insanely good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, you li- listen if you listen to their EP Testament that just came out. That was their most recent ICCA set. Sorry, I'm being a bit tangential now, but it's no, very no, no, good. No, I yeah. listen to it all the time. <laughs> but one of the guys who used to be in that group, he's called Dan Mailer. He's recently put out a, a survey. He runs a group on Facebook called the um, UK Acapella. It's just a sort of Facebook group. Oh, cool. But he's put a survey out. The results haven't come out yet, but it's just sort of asking people that are in groups or alumni of groups and just sort of seeing whether how diverse groups are and whether maybe whether people of colour or, or ethnic minorities feel like more can be done you know by our own groups mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. again like sort of like I was saying earlier I haven't I haven't experienced my I don't particularly think that the group that I used to be in needed to do additional sort of outreach but I, I would be really interested to see what the results are and sort right. of you know how, right. how the rest of the country is feeling about it but mm-hmm. I think maybe maybe for maybe it's just me and I you know I've I've had quite a lucky experience and and maybe it is part of you know part of a smaller issue and there is something that we that we can be doing about it. I'd be very interested to know because if you know if there is then something that we that we right. can be doing then let's crack on. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's that's well said and we really do appreciate your thoughts and your experiences and um I, I think you gave us a lot to think about here for sure. Well, this has been I said this before and I'll say it again. This has been a very eye opening conversation with Georgia Blessed and it has been. I mean, I feel like it's been very rewarding for me. I'm, I'm trying to think of mm-hmm. the appropriate word for it. I mean, it's it's been it's been a pleasure <laughs> chatting with Georgia today. But unfortunately, we do need to take another break. So please don't go anywhere. We will be right back here on Tacapella. Hold on to your hats and get ready for a new game from Agaville. The Theme Hour, which regularly airs at Monday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, is getting a new format where you, yes, you, the audience, can guess the theme of the hour. In doing so, you can win some amazing prizes. So tune in Mondays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific to hear the latest theme and see if you can guess what we're all about. Thanks for joining us back here on Talkapella. We've been having an amazing and incredible conversation with Georgia Blessed out of the United Kingdom. We've been learning about the acapella scene over there, been learning about her time with Aquapella, uh, learning about her range, which is crazy and just so it's, many other in really a good cool... way crazy in a good way it's impressive <laughs> oh that's yeah sorry i should have prefaced that crazy good is what i meant to say i just i like throw around their terms so much i'm just like i naturally assume people know i'm it's saying like, like crazy. it's like the word sick yeah <laughs> like sick can be like uh, or it can be oh awesome right right context it's got to be in context for sure <laughs> And on that note, we do uh, like to learn even more about our guests, but in a very fun and cool way. Uh, So we have some rapid fire questions for Georgia that we hope will just kind of enlighten us about anything else we've been wondering about. So Georgia, are you ready for this round of rapid fire questions? Ready as I'll ever be. I'll try my best. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Alicia, are you ready? I'm always ready. Awesome. All right. Here we go. Alicia. All right. I will, I will start us off. Georgia, out of the productions that you've taken part in, what musical theater role was your favorite? Oh, oh, no, that's, 
Joanne Jefferson in Rent or L Woods. I don't know. I did L Woods. <gasps> oh, for I love Rent. Two good ones. I love Rent. Yeah, it's my favorite. Oh, oh man, starting us off with the the really good stuff. Oh right. yeah, that was great. All right. All right, what's one attraction in Leeds that visitors should check out? Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel so much pressure. Um, <laughs> Temple Newsom House. Okay. It's a really nice, like, stately home. It's quite near where I live. Oh, cool. Okay, nice. Very cool. What is your favorite non-music-related activity? Probably baking at the moment. Okay. Because I've been doing so much of it. <laughs> but yeah, maybe maybe cooking in general. I love I love cooking and, like, oh, nice. hosting. <laughs> That's a great, wonderful skill to have, for sure. What is your favorite live performance you've ever been to? Oh, I saw Stevie Wonder last summer. <gasps> Stevie Wonder and, what? Yeah, and Lionel Richie. Yeah, it's definitely that. Oh. Yeah. I was thinking, I know I didn't spend too much time thinking about it, but as soon as I remembered that, it's like, yeah, it's definitely 100%. Because I've, okay. I've also, I also saw the Nor'easters at Carnegie Hall. So, and that, funnily Ooh. enough, is like a really close toss up. But um, yeah, Stevie, <laughs> Stevie edges it. <laughs> oh my God. I've, I've said this about a hundred times, but I'm jealous once again. <laughs> it was amazing. He was incredible. Oh, I can imagine. I can oh, imagine. Oh, that's awesome. Georgia, do you prefer singing in the car or in the shower? Car. Yeah, I'm a car singer. I'm right there with you. Nice. (laughs) What is your most memorable performance moment? When I when I sang Purple Rain at the um the Beacon Theatre and sort of we when the chorus gets so big and then we have this big second beat drop and and we it was amplified so loud and there's the sort of atmosphere in the theatre is just incredible. We didn't talk about this, but I think it was 2017. Didn't you win Best Soloist at your ICCA semifinal? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So we can yeah. effectively say that you were the best singer in ICCA <laughs> in the UK in 2017. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> there, well, I mean, there, there were plenty of other absolutely incredible singers that year as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was, it, it was it's, it's amazing, the talent in the UK. Yeah, it was perfect for okay. Yeah, yeah. There were there were a lot of other at the quarterfinals. There is a special mention for my friend L Leeper, who again is in the Bristol suspensions. Definitely go and listen to the suspensions. They're incredible. She's amazing. Oh my goodness. Oh, uh, we will. We, <laughs> we definitely will. will. All right. This is my favorite question. Do you prefer cats or dogs? Dogs. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, I know. Sorry, we, we're on a streak. Nobody sorry. prefers cats. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Dogs. It's fine. I do like cats though, as well. It's not like I hate I, cats. I have three cats. Dogs. So do you? We have we yeah. have a lot of square footage in our house, though. So there's enough space for them. We just don't have a yard. <laughs> Otherwise, we would have a dog. Sure. Yeah, that's always <laughs> the problem. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question: London or New York? <sighs> London. I live in London now, and okay. I've lived in London for about six months. Oh, actually, it's more than that. Since oh my goodness, about eleven months. <laughs> <laughs> I lived in London, yeah, about ten or eleven months. Okay, I've been to New York a few times, and I love it. I just, it's, it's probably slightly like too wild for me. <laughs> um, I understand, I understand statement. the London Underground way better than I understand the New okay. York subway. It's confusing. <laughs> yeah, I, I can admit. It's I didn't confusing. love New York when I went out there last about what? about a year ago. I didn't love the, it. The food was as good as advertised. In my the opinion, the food is good. But, but when I went yeah. to Times Square, and it's probably because I went there. In broad daylight, I just wasn't mm. very impressed. No way! Mm. Oh, it's, I, I'm definitely very impressed by Times Square, but I don't know. I, I like I like the atmosphere of London. Yeah, I haven't been, but yeah. I w- I would like to. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Let me know if you need somewhere to stay. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Georgia. What is your biggest pet peeve? You know, someone's walking in front of you and then they just stop. <laughs> oh my goodness! I hate that yes. so much. <laughs> 
Oh, sometimes I, yes. it's really bad. Sometimes I make like an audible noise. Like if someone's like, I'll just sort of, uh, <laughs> like I'll just make it so they know. <laughs> I am so with you. I'm like, someone is just like on their phone or whatever, and they just mm-hmm. feel like there's no one else around them. Yeah. They stop in the middle, just like, let me and just like, check this. Where like, do you no. think you I are? do that to my husband <laughs> at the store. <laughs> you're one of those alicia no no no. i do it because i know he'll push me to keep going i don't do it in front of just anybody (laughs) okay all right final question what is your all-time favorite dish so i i really like a curry but i don't know whether that's allowed whenever i say that to people they're like we have curries it's just so all-encompassing of like lots and lots of different things no that's that's, i think that's allowed i love okay great I love a curry. Yeah. Is there a specific curry like Indian or Thai or? or yeah, just Indian, all... Indian curry, sort of Indian. Indi- or, okay. Or like, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay, that's allowed. Cool. Would you not allow <laughs> Thai curry? No, I'm like all, I meant to say all of them are allowed, but oh, okay. I don't, I don't know. Like, You'll just have I, to excuse that. I love a comment. good Thai curry. I love all curries as well. I don't know why I said. Well, that and anytime just... I go get Thai food, it's I always get the same thing: mm-hmm. masaman curry. And if it's, it's not, if good it's not food. good, it's not good Thai food. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, per tradition on the show, well, well, first, thank you for indulging us on those questions. I More very much enjoy. I, I think rapid fire might be my favorite part of every show. <laughs> it's just it's just fun, and it's like there's no expectations really, which is takes all the pressure mm-hmm. off, which is great. We do like to end our show with our guests giving a bit of advice to our audience. So Georgia, if you could give anyone a piece of advice related to acapella or just anything what would you what would you say i would say i sort of tying back into what we were saying at the beginning about singing with different groups i think try and get involved in as much as you can like you know if you're used to singing with your own group try and sing with other people you can come back and you can share warm-ups you can share ideas i think that's yeah that's definitely a, a really really important thing and then also sort of tying into the conversation that we we're having about whether this you know whether this diversity thing is sort of a is possibly an issue with you know, with acapella groups or whether it's a bigger, bigger systemic problem or, or whether it's a mix of both. Just sort of ed- educate yourself as much as you can. I'm, I'm still working on it desperately. You know, I am definitely a bit of a culprit for, you know, as, as much as we all are and as much as I, I, I try to think that I, that I don't turn a blind eye. But I think it's it, it's really, really important that if, it, you know, if you feel in your group that there is sort of a, um, an issue with representation, just be active, educate yourself and, and think if there's a, it, think, is there something that we can be doing? And if you think, you know, we've, we've done everything that we can do, try and bring the attention of it to the bigger problem, which might be your university or, or, or your community. And, you know, possibly even sort of donate to towards those that don't have the opportunities to get um, music lessons and things like that to try and have the same opportunities as us lucky ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with Very that. That's true. fantastic. Yeah. Great advice. On that note, Georgia, if our listeners wanted to go and learn more about you or any projects you might be involved in or any groups that we should check out that you might be attached to, where could we go to find out more information? Well, I'm not I'm not tied to any groups at the moment, but I've worked with a lot of groups if you want to check them out. So, I mean, definitely check out Aquabella. We released um, an album about a year ago called Telos, which means sort of end goal. Oh, cool. And that was like the last thing that we that we sort of did in the, in that three years that I was in the group and that Erin was in the group. And, and she arranged this whole album as an original song on there. And it means a lot to us. I'd also say definitely check out Novi Versa, who are an all-female um, UK acapella group. And they're incredible as well. And my Instagram, I do some singing on Instagram sometimes, is at Georgia Can Sing. So oh, check nice. that out if you fancy as well. That is a, a 
wonderful uh, Instagram handle right there. That's great. Thank you. (laughs) Definitely definitely cooler than mine. (laughs) What's yours? You should do a plug as well. (laughs) Oh, oh, I will. (laughs) And and on that note, Alicia, where where can we go learn more about you? You can find me on Instagram. My Instagram name is e.squared1989. And then you can also find me on Twitter, although I do not post very often on Twitter. I do follow a lot on there, though. But my Twitter handle is Alicia, that's E-L-I-C-I-A, followed by Edwards, my last name, 1989. Um, And you can follow my acapella group, Inversion Acapella, on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. So on Facebook and YouTube, we are Inversion Acapella. And then on Instagram, we are Inversion underscore SLC, which is the acronym for Salt Lake City. What about you, Brian? Where can our listeners find you? As always, you can find me on Twitter. I don't have like any really cool name like my (laughs) other co-hosts and our guests today, but it is at the Brian Alex, Brian with an I. Uh, I post just about lots of random stuff. And then as always, you can go follow all the work that I do at College Acapella on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah. Um, And on that note, that's going to do it for our show today. We just want to thank Georgia so much for coming on and speaking with us. Uh, You gave us so much information about so many different things, and we really do appreciate you coming on the show today. So thank you. You're welcome. It's been it's been really, really good to be here. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, not a problem. On that note, also, please go follow Talkapella. We do have a Twitter account, Talkapella. It's two P's, two L's. And then you can also hear previous shows on Talkapella.org. And as always, go give Acaville Radio a follow. They are the ones that the show is streamed through on Tuesday nights as well as Sundays as well. Yeah, Acaville Radio. So we just want to thank them as well. And on that note, that's going to wrap up our show today. Thank you listeners so much. And for everything else, stay tuned.